Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Welcome back to Blooming Out. Um, our power was out for those that are uh, just tuning in. Um, uh, we had like 45,000 customers in Bloomington and 15,000 in Monroe County, and I think 16 in Broth. I never, it's a Broth, Broth something county. <laughs> <laughs> Come to our news here, 6,000. So um, we apologize. Um, there was a little bit of a delay on some of the recording, so um, we weren't. Some people weren't able to hear the introduction to uh, Blooming Out, but uh, I think we're we're back up to speed, and we're ready to uh, introduce our, our uh, guest, and Grant's going to take it away with that. Yeah, so tonight, we would like to welcome our guest, Eli Bendit Teicher, via telephone. Eli moved to the U.S. ten and a half years ago with his husband, Ido. Both Eli and Ido are tech executives. They're originally from Israel, and they are currently living in Queens, New York with their two daughters, Milo and Demi, via surrogacy. Eli and Ido participated in the AOL original documentary series, Connected, where they showed their lives as a same-sex family. As well, Eli blogs for HuffPost. You can follow him on Twitter at Bendit Teicher and Instagram at Dr. Eli, or I'm just going to say Dr. D, sorry, <laughs> at DR period E-L-I-B-T. Eli and his family can currently be seen in the groundbreaking AOL original docu-series Connected, streaming now on www.aol.com connected and on the AOL on app on OTT and mobile devices. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, Eli. Hi, how are you? Thank you, gosh. Uh, you, you stuck with us. Uh, it was kind of touch and go. So um, welcome to Indiana. <laughs> we have more than one stoplight. Um, <laughs> um, and, and we really appreciate you being patient and, uh, you know, to our wacky uh, world of blooming out. Um, so um, we, we, we have you on. Everybody's really excited to, to, to kind of hear your story. Um, and, and first, Eli, can you pronounce your last name? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's Ben Teacher. And by the way, we're not in Queens anymore. We're back in uh, Manhattan. So, uh, oh, good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, Action. That's awesome. So how long have you been uh, in Manhattan? Uh, been three years back oh. in Manhattan. We, we actually moved a lot. We, we started in Manhattan. Then when we had our second child, we moved to Queens uh, just because we thought we'd need, like, a bigger space and stuff like that. But, you know, then we just moved back after a couple of years. So we had a Queens adventure for two years. But out of the ten years in, in, in New York City, we, we've been eight years in, in Manhattan. So we tried Queens. 
Yeah, well, I'm happy you're, you're back in <laughs> Manhattan. It. So if, if we ever come go to visit you, you'll be, be a little closer there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's all about me. Your kid. <laughs> so, Eli, tell us a little bit about, you know, yourself. I know you got quite the story um, with you two uh, coming to the States and your segregacy and, um, you know, kind of your story. Where, where do you want to start? Well, let's just kind of go there. Well, um, my husband and I have been together for almost 15 years now. Um, I think what's really special, how it started, is that when we met, for us, it was very obvious that we both wanted to get married, like regular wedding, and we both wanted kids. I think that was very, very uh, important for both of us from the get-go, and I think that this was extremely important when, you know, two guys meet to be very, very honest about, do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? Uh, because you know, I know of, of couples that one of them want kids, one of the other one doesn't want kids. So for us, it was very natural. We both right away knew that we want to get married, have kids. I think we moved in together after like six months together. Um, and we want like a wedding like all of our friends, very traditional, regular kind of wedding. So you were in Israel at this point? Yeah, we were in Israel back back then. Um, and we were actually one of the first couples to get married in Israel. Wow. Uh, I think we were like the seventh gay wedding ever. It was back in 2007. So just before um, we get go on with that, um, what was kind of the, the vibe back then? Um, with, you know, the GBLT community or LGBT community. Um, you know, w was it fairly open? Was this something that was for your moms, um, it, you know, your family? Were, were, was it easy? It was an easy road, or was, was there some difficulties when, when you guys first, you know, came out? Um, so that's, that's, a, that's kind of funny that you said that because we, you know, our parents, both our parents accepted us really well and, you know, all the family knew about us and they accepted us and it was all lovey-dovey. Uh, we lived together for a while. I think actually when, when we realized that it's not, you know, to take for granted is that we, when we actually, you know, announced that we're engaged and want to get married, I think that's when they didn't really understand what it really means. Why do you need to get married? Uh, what is, you know, gay marriage? And, and then it just kind of felt like they didn't really know what to expect from a gay wedding. No. <laughs> um, well, no one did. <laughs> yeah, no one did back, th back in the days. And, and so I said, you know, we're going to our friends' weddings all the time. I want the same thing for us. Um, that was very clear to me that, you know, I want the same wedding as I would have had if I were to marry a woman. The same thing. Um, with a hoppa and everything, like a old Jewish kind of wedding. Right. Um, so, but with young boys. Yeah. When we, so we, we, <laughs> no old boys. Like, it was literally saying, oh, so you're going to do like an event, like in a restaurant, like with close friends and stuff like that. And so, no, we're going like full-blown, a lot of guests kind of wedding. Um, so, and that's what we did. And I think at the beginning they were very hesitant about it. But once we, you know, plan everything and, and, and the event, the day of the event arrived, I think everybody was surprised how natural it, re it really was. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, all the guests came. There was no one who missed it because they really wanted to see what a gay wedding right. is. They thought maybe, you know, drag queens are going to <laughs> fall out of the sky or whatever it is. But no, <laughs> actually, it was very traditional kind of wedding. 
uh, people are very surprised how normal and natural it was. So and have a, people, finding a rabbi is that a problem at all? It sounds like no. No, no. I think the only thing we had is like my sister was like, should I bring my kids? Oh, or yeah. shouldn't yeah. I bring my kids? What do I tell them? And, and that was very surprising to me because, you know, my nieces back then they knew exactly who Ido is and they knew we were living together. So for them, it was pretty natural. But for my sister, it was like, how do I explain to them? Are they going to ask me if they can marry a woman too? Um, and, and I said, this is, you know, for kids, it's very natural. This is what they've known from the day they were born. So, uh, but eventually everybody came and it was like all like uh, fun and, and very, very well. So I think just because they didn't know what to expect from, from the whole event, but I think once they saw it and they had fun and, and how normal it really was for everybody, I think that really proved that everybody's you know, fear of, of what's going to happen, actually. Right, like what would happen? I mean, you know, yeah. that would Nothing. be the thing. Two just, boys kiss uh, at the end, I guess. Yeah, boys <laughs> kissing, <laughs> Opa, uh, two glasses being shattered on the floor. Right. And uh, lots of drinks. Not, not lampshades. And saying, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, that's that's beautiful. So um, how many people were at the wedding? 300. Holy schmoly, Ooh. what a wedding. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I if I have 300 people. Well, go home, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely. So, our, um, so you you um, mentioned siblings. You had uh, you have a sister, um, and, and is that it? Yeah, I have a sister. Uh, Ido has two brothers. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So then, so you got married. Um, you, you both, you know, talked well before the you got married that you wanted children. Um, and then I think uh, Ido was offered a, a job, right? Um, yeah. During this time. So you guys had so much going on. You were getting married. Um, exactly, yeah. I think, I think the day, I think a week after we proposed, um, it was literally got this job offer to move to the States. And we literally moved to the States three weeks after the wedding. So um, it was kind of our goodbye party as well. Right. Uh, so that, that was fun. Um, and I think one of the reasons we wanted to move to the States as well is that because we knew that for us um, having kids would be easier. Uh, in Israel specifically, you can, ha- you can do surrogacy, but only for straight married couples. Is, is, are those laws still standing? Yeah, the law is still standing. So if you're an Israeli and if you want to do surrogacy, uh, you have to go outside to the U.S., uh, Canada or other. So it's expensive uh, to do surrogacy, regardless. Sur- surrogacy, regardless. But then to do it in Israel, you have to leave the state, yeah. or the country, and then you know end up. Yeah. So you're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars. I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. And we knew that you know in the states, if we had you know good jobs here, we would probably be able to save the money. So the first couple of years here in the states, we literally did all the research. And saved money. <laughs> right. So you guys were talking about possibly buying a house at one time, right? That's what you yeah, were going to do. Yeah, that's true. We we were thinking about, um, you know, we saved the money, um, and then we said, what do we do with the money? Um, are we going to use it as a down payment for a house, or we're going to just spend it on our future children uh, and just to bring them to the world? Um, and we just decided, you know, if we buy a house and we just like sit every night. And, and be just by ourselves. We really want to be parents. Um, and uh, I think for us, it was very natural to be young dads. Um, so I think, because, you know, I think, 
back in the days, usually uh, gay guys had kids later in life and not in their uh, late 20s. Usually it was like late 30s or, or early 40s. Um, and so for us, it was very natural, you know, to just, you know, have kids instead of having a house. We really wanted to be dads. So we invested that money uh, in our first surrogacy journey. That's awesome. Um, hey, Eli, we need to take a break for a moment. Um, so don't touch that dial while we take a few minutes hey. to go over some events for our community event calendars um, and take a little music break, and we'll be back with Eli. Awesome. Thanks. My back at home friend 
You were just listening to My Fair Lady by of Montreal off of uh, the 2016 album Innocence Reaches. Um, now we're going to take a look at the community calendar. Um, let's see. Friday, um, Spencer Pride Festival at the Courthouse Lawn, and that's on 60 South Main Street in Spencer. Um, food, games, vendors, raffles, um, drag show. Believe it is free admission, and that's from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Let's see. We also have on Saturday the 10th annual Bloomington Handmade Market at North Side of Square on 6th Street. And I guess that's from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Again, that's the 10th annual Bloomington Handmade Market. Sounds like fun. Um, see lots of stuff going on. And then catch the WFHB Firehouse Follies presents Mission Improbable at Ivy Tech John Walden Arts Center, Weichhart Auditorium. And that's at 122 South Walnut. And that's June 3rd, 4 to 6 p.m. All right, we're going to go back to the show. Welcome back. Welcome back to Blooming Out. We will continue with our future guests tonight. Or sorry, our featured. <laughs> <laughs> Frankie always puts future instead of featured here, so I always say future. It's a test. Featured guest tonight, <laughs> Eli Bendit Tacher. Eli and his family can currently be seen in the AOL original docuseries Connected. So let's pick up where we left off. Hi, Eli. Hey. We were actually going through your Instagram. I was showing the boys who you were. So we, we're, you're all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he said you're Ooh. exposed. We've seen we, you've all. been exposed. <laughs> oh, damn. So um, Kevin, actually, we were during the break. We were uh, speaking, and uh, he had a couple of things he wanted to talk to you about. Yeah. So, so um, you talked about like the importance of um, marriage for you and your husband, and that's yeah. obviously one of the battles that we've had here in the U.S. In terms of people saying, well, why do they actually need to be married? Why don't we just give them, you know, all the same rights? Um, so could you just talk about, like, why why was marriage itself um, so important for you guys in your relationship and, and just in your life? You know, there's a saying now that getting married is so gay. I think now gays want to get married and the straight ones don't really want to get married just have kids um, we take over everything yeah i think it's just a matter of equality i think it's just a matter of you know we're all equal and if um straight people can get married why wouldn't we mm-hmm. can yeah. get married? like I, I don't see the difference um you know and i'm not saying i'm going to do it with a rabbi or a priest you know there's a civil union mm-hmm. uh, and um you know civil marriage so i i don't see the issue here um, with any of it, you know, it's not. I don't care what other people are doing as long as they are not, you know, hurting anyone. Um, so I just don't understand why people are so afraid of pure equality to all. I think it doesn't jeopardize anything in my mind. Um, so if marriage is important to me, like it's important to other straight couple. So it's important to me. And if for some people, straight or gay, they don't care about getting married, that's fine. That's their prerogative. So I, I don't see the whole issue with that whatsoever. Um, a, again, this is only my views. Um, but for us, it was very, very important uh, to be married, uh, to, you know, have the same rights and have the same, uh, you know, 
the same prerogative to, to do something that everybody else can do as well. I think I think that's where it came from back then. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Well, I think we all agree here, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all vote for you. <laughs> Your opinion works. Um, so, you know, so you, we, uh, I, I think we left off. Uh, we were talking about, of course, you know, moving to the States. Yeah. Um, you know, the down payment you were going to put on the house, uh, decided to put it into babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you, you, you found a surrogate, right? And yeah, we went the whole process. You know, we, you know, we, before doing surrogacy, you know, we, we, we explored all the options. You have your surrogacy, you have adoption. Um, but we were open for, you know, we're open to any, anything, basically. I think uh, surrogacy, uh, for us, it was less of, you know, the biological aspect of being biologically related to the child, but more we really wanted to be uh, involved within the whole pregnancy process and, you know, live it all. So, um, yeah, we, we decided to you know, sign up with an agency that uh, hooked us up with a uh, surrogate uh, and, uh, you know, with uh, another fertility clinic as well that um, matched us with a great egg donor. Um, and we were... How was that when you were doing trial. the egg donor? What? I was always been curious about that. Um, what? So the egg do- donor, looking for... Is that, was that a process in itself? Yeah, because, you, to... you know, the egg donor is not... Uh, the surrogate. So the surrogate is right, just like right. the oven. She carries the baby, but right. she's not biologically related. The oven. <laughs> the baby. Um, that's why it's not like this. she's giving away her child. Right, right. Like people are saying, surrogates, how can you do it? No, I'm not related to the baby. Right. He's not mine. I'm helping other people, you know, be parents. Um, so, yeah, you choose an egg donor, um, which is kind of funny. You see a lot of profiles, a lot of pictures when they were babies toddlers, uh, teenagers, and today. Uh, so you can choose somebody by her looks, and you see her GPA and what she went, you know, where she went to school and what her major was. But I think the most important thing for us is that she would look similar to us. Mm-hmm. And also uh, that, you know, the whole um, health history uh, was very important for us because some people they see grandpa died when he was 50 and daddy died from cancer so we really wanted like a clear um, you know health history um, so that was very important for us as well was it important for her to be Jewish no by the way by the Jewish law which is kind of crazy um, the egg donor it doesn't matter who the egg oh, donor okay. is it's who delivers the baby so unless our surrogate was Jewish okay um, our girls would need to be you know um, uh, converted anyhow to Judaism so and we did that afterwards okay um, uh, via like a conservative synagogue here in the city uh, we converted them but um, so we found egg donor we found uh, a surrogate and then we put two embryos uh, same egg donor, two different sperms, one mine, one his, and only one took. Some, that's why all, thing, all the times you see uh, uh, gays with, with twins, because usually they put two embryos, sometimes both of them take, some of, the, some of the times only one takes, and some of the times nothing, and then you try again. Uh, we were lucky on our first trial. We had um, uh, Milo, who was um, um, our first daughter mm-hmm. um and it was uh, a roller coaster ride the whole pregnancy because even though the surrogate lived like an hour and a half from us you just you know we just feel like 
somebody is, is babysitting for your baby for nine months and you don't know what's going on. Right, right. And so there's a, there's a huge trust between um, uh, the surrogate and the um, uh, IPs, the intent parents. Um, and that's why during the matching process, you have to really uh, choose a surrogate that you really connect with and you trust because we said a lot of no's to uh, other surrogate profiles. Um, and we were lucky to have two great surrogates uh, in, in both of our uh, surrogacy journeys. Um, and uh, we're still good friends still today, and we keep in touch. Um, and they see pictures, and we send them pictures, and we send them uh, holiday cards and everything. So um, for us, we had a very positive um, adventure. Uh, again, there were lots of ups and downs. You know, pregnancies are not easy. Um, but overall, we were very um, happy. So when the, when it was time, were you guys, was it a, a plan and set time, or did you guys do it natural and just kind yeah, of? Yeah, so the first time uh, we had to do a C-section, so we knew exactly when the delivery is going to happen. So we prepared, we came in night before, um, so it was very, very planned. The second one was natural. We just got the call and said, I'm, I'm in labor, come, and we arrived, you know, uh, in time Two crazy um, so imagine. yeah but it was uh, pretty stressful even when you have a c-section you know right it, it can still happen before the day you you, you chose to do the c-section but um yeah so um it, it was it was quite a ride so was your uh family i know your family's in israel did they come for the birth or was this after and then so they came after we wanted to really connect with the babies um after uh, the delivery, just you know, us as a couple with uh, with a baby. Right. Um, it was very important for us. We took off, had like two weeks off, and then you know, my mom came to help, and Ido's mom came to help uh, because we had to go back to work pretty quickly. Right. Um, so uh, we had family here for a while. So and so, you're both working at this point. Nobody's staying. At yeah, home. we're both working, and you know, it's living in New York City. You yeah. have to pay the bills. Right. And and it's a lot of bills. Uh, so yeah, we had to go back to work, but you know, the funny thing is that we made sure that when we're back from home, nobody's with our kids, but us, uh, so we can relieve our parents and later on the nanny and we'll be by ourselves with baby so we can connect. And, uh, we really want to be a very hands-on parents, um, which we are till today, very, very hands-on both 50 50 um there's no you know it's always like i always get the questions who's the mom and who's the dad and it's like no we're both the mom and the dad we both you know split our time 50 50 and and the kids get the most out of both of us um so and and our girls are very very happy girls (laughs) yeah yeah so when um so you had the the first baby then um you had um, twins and yeah. it was it's a kind of a roller coaster there an emotional roller yeah. coaster. Uh, yeah, we 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 had a, a, a twin pregnancy uh, in our second journey, um, and they were delivered naturally. Um, everything was fine in the beginning, um, and we went back home uh, with both of them. Uh, but we felt something was off after like uh, a day at home. Even less than a day, the little one, um, uh, the second baby that came out, uh, she stopped eating and she was just like moaning. So 
Uh, we went to the doctor. He said he sees nothing wrong, but we felt something is off. And then we just decided to just go to the ER, and then they told us, you know, she has meningitis. She probably got it, you know, in the first hours when she was born, and basically we had nothing to do. It was too late. And she died eight days after the the birth. I can't imagine. I'm yeah, sorry, it was very, very loss, difficult so. for us. And, you know, just remember, we still have, you know, back then a three-and-a-half-year-old and also another new baby right. at home. Um, and we didn't really know maybe our second, the second twin, the, the one who still have at home, maybe she got also, uh, you know, uh, a bacteria or something. We were very, very stressed. We didn't let anybody come to our apartment for like three months. Um, we were very, very shocked. Um, it was, it was a process for us. Um, you don't really understand what happened, but l only later on, um, because we had to go back to work right away and live our lives, you know, as normal as possible. And we had another baby. Luckily, we had, you know, family here helping us. But we were very So were your mo both mothers here at the time when all this Yeah, happened, so. yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, we had, you know, support. Mm -hmm. uh, but still, you know, it, it was no. really hard to just go back to work. And, and I think... Um, we didn't really enjoy the first months with with Demi, with our little one, uh, because we weren't really here. It was kind of a surreal time in our lives, and unfortunately, we didn't really enjoy having an, a new baby. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, life, yeah. Life is so, interesting that way, you know. You just kind of go with the flow. So, you know, just yeah during these things you, you can't plan and i can't yeah. imagine and my heart think you're going makes to noise. have three kids and you're right. going to end right. up with two so um, um yeah and then you got involved with the aol um connect um the original yes. series there and when i was watching it, i watched all 20 i think one episodes uh you, oh. you guys were in what nine, nine of it or ten of them oh quite a few of them yeah um and and the listeners that haven't had an opportunity to uh see them definitely go on they um i started watching and it just kind of grabbed me and uh i just uh all day yesterday <laughs> i sat and watched start but it's like you know you can't, you can't stop. stop no it's like you know you, you just start binge watching you get really involved and really invested with all oh yeah yeah so I, I fell in love with so you guys and all the other Aww. characters too but you were my favorites um <laughs> i think there were six Not Susan Sarandon? Uh, no i liked you better oh i liked you better um, but, um, so <laughs> you, you talked about, um, you know, this was kind of therapy for you guys. Yeah. You, you've lost your, um, your, your child uh, and th it was very emotional. There was a lot of tears. You said that you're, you're, you're not a crier. Um, but, no. but who went to uh, maybe sometimes. Well, <laughs> yeah. the show made me a crier. You, you cried a couple of times. I'll count. Yeah. Four. We, we, <laughs> we've been filming for almost a year. I cried a few times on the cameras throughout the year and every bit of me crying Enter the show. So no, of course, <laughs> it's all, 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 all drama. Come on. <laughs> so um, I'm a little bit more fun than that. Um, <laughs> no, you look. You guys were doing good. But no, I mean that's what was nice about the show was that it was it felt real and that you guys are you know you have a handheld camera or iphone i don't know what you were filming filming with but um definitely right there that you didn't have camera people there so why don't you tell us just a little bit about uh, um the show and your part on it um okay so the show it's it's, it's kind of like uh it's like a social experiment i would always say it's 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 like 
real reality. It's not like people are following you and then they um, edit you in the worst way ever. It's you practically filming yourself with a handheld camera, uh, like video selfing yourself all the time, um, and you just live your life. And then what they do, they, they have six different stories, six different types of, of families and couples um, in, on the show. And every episode has a certain theme, and they show how all of us, even though we're not, you know, we don't know one another, and we come from different backgrounds, we all experience the same kind of things in life. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was kind of a uh, very uh, unique kind of show. It's very how did they real find because you? literally we're just filming our lives. Right. Um, I remember when they approached us okay. and they said, oh, you just have to just film yourself. It's like, yeah, but what people are going to watch, we're very boring. You know, we're just <laughs> regular family with girls. We, you know, go to work. We drop the kids at school. We come back from work. We, you know, dinner, bath, and, uh, you know, bedtime, and that's it. Uh, but they said, you know, they, they, they touched on those certain points. Like, you know, but that's why we want to show to the world. We want to show that same-sex families are just like any other typical family that, you know, handles the same issues. Uh, parenting and, and, and being a couple and uh, our background as, you know, as, as immigrants to, to the States. Uh, so there are a lot of topics that we touched there that really resonated with a lot of people and also, you know, the loss. And for us, you know, our mission was really to show um, that we're like anybody else. And um, I was glad that a lot of people approached me after the show um, and, and said that I totally changed their views about uh, same-sex families because they thought, oh, gay parents, they just, like, take their kids and they dress them like Diana Ross, and then they're just, like, <laughs> singing songs at, at home, and then they're all, you know, literally, you know, not going to be normal kids. But our kids are very, very normal, even too normal, I would say, um, and they're very happy, and they, you know, if you ask them, do, do you want to replace one of your dads with a mom, they'll just start screaming. Right. <laughs> um, but... Uh, Closest yeah. thing is maybe a couple wigs, you know, every now and then. Oh, uh, yeah, every now and then, true. Do you uh, take them to, like, gay pride and, and that? You said you have a lot of heterosexual friends when we were talking. Yeah, um, it, more it's, so it's, than it's funny. Um, we People think that um, gay dads only looking for other gay dads. Uh, for me, you know, most of, our, most of our friends are straight couples with kids around the same ages as ours. Uh, not because we chose to hang out with straight people just because that's how it happened. Um, We're connecting with people. I'm not connecting with specifically gay or straight. Um, So, yeah, we're very, very normal. It's, It's like we're like straight couple but in gay. But in the gay way. <laughs> so how did um, they find you? How did AOL find you to, to do this? Was this something they found you on like, they your social media? Us. It was, I would never in a million years would apply to any, you know, reality or documentary show. Um, and they actually begged us to do this. Um, we really didn't want to. And then they were just saying, no, just do take the camera for a month and try it out. And when we tried it and then we submitted the material and they said, okay, you're, you're up, come. Uh, and it was like, no, they're not, we're not doing this. And then they just said, no, just think about the example you're going to, to show on the show. We don't want to get, you know, the eccentric kind of type of gaze you always see on, on reality TV. We want to have normal. And so it's not just normal. It's just that boring. You just say boring. Not, you know, we're, but 
I, I didn't think you guys were boring. Without, I mean, so you were real. I, I, I think, was very, very pleased. I think if you said the final result, right, real, not boring. Yeah, um, yeah, true, know, real. Think, yeah, I think that's what, what the the show. Just seeing you guys, um, you were at the airport all the time. That just seems like every time I was like turning it on, you were picking somebody up or dropping somebody off at the airport. You guys were cool. going somewhere in the airport. My um, mom, Nito's mom, <laughs> uh, vacation. Uh, you know, it's it's New York City. You're always yeah, oh, oh, always on the find yourself at JFK or LaGuardia or, or New York. <laughs> right. So you were living in Queens, and now you live in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, and how how long, when did you? Because on the show, I think it you're in the Queen. You're in yeah, Queens, we're in right? Queens, and and our daughter got accepted to right, a very yeah. good school in let's, the city. Let's brag. There was a whole episode about brag. it. We, so I'm giving you time like to brag. Hell. <laughs> um, and uh, the you know the school is in the city, so we just said uh, we're not going to commute every morning to school. Uh, and then we just decided to come back to the same building that we used to live in, you know, prior to Queens. Um, you know, and that was a big um, decision for you guys to stay in the states. Is that you were in the episode you were talking about, you know, going back to Israel. You missed your family, and you were looking to, you know, it, w- were the states really the place that you you guys you yeah. know, felt at home and safe? And then y- there was a whole segment on you guys applying to what, like, fifteen different schools. Um, and, and people that, uh, you know, like aren't familiar with that, you know, what, what kind of goes on in, in, in Manhattan with, yeah, it's with, with this school thing. It's All crazy. It's All my cousins came through it, and I'm like, holy schmoly. I can't imagine. So you went like 15. You were denied. You were putting on wait list. And then yeah, the crazy. top of the list, the one school that you guys wanted, it was like the la- very last one. Yeah. And that's the one you got accepted into, the one that you wanted to. And it's like the number one in the nation. So it was yeah. like – you know, it was crazy, and I think you know a lot of, of of schools. You know, they want you, they want to accept people that they think they would they would say yes. So a lot of the schools that we applied, we didn't really, we weren't like really enthusiastic about. So obviously they wouldn't, you know, accept us. Um, but we got accepted to three schools. Uh, but you know, we wanted to go to that specific school, and, and luckily for us, we we were. Um, uh, you know, we got accepted, and 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 for us, it was it was a big dream to get accepted to, to that school. Um, it's a great school. I think you know, Emmy Rossum, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kerry Washington, they all you know went to that school as you. well. Um, <laughs> and um, it's a very prestigious school, and we we love the community um, around the school. Um, so yeah, so that was a big part. I think education for us is something that's very very important. Uh, to give the best education for our kids, and in New York City, it's not that trivial. Right. Uh, so, um, yeah. So that that's awesome. I mean, it's just we're running out of time. I only have a couple yeah. of minutes left. Uh, actually, one minute left. I can't believe how fast the time went. Yeah. Um, we we have to have uh, both of you on at, at another time. And there's just so much to your story. Um, and I just don't feel like uh, we were able to do justice to everything that you guys uh, have done and covered. And Let's just come again, definitely, definitely. But thank you so much, Eli, for for making time for us. And we apologize that our, our power and lights went out in Bloomington. We gotta <laughs> get our governor and you know to pay pay the the, the power bills. I guess uh, <laughs> we'll have to. But but thanks for again. having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Additional thanks to all of our listeners and volunteers who make this possible. I'm Grant Rollins. I'm Kevin Mosenzade. And um, I'm Frankie Pressaf. Uh, Blooming Out is produced by me, Frankie Pressaf. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. And for Blooming Out and WFHB, 
It's Frankie Presslaff. Um, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at WFHB.org. That is blooming O-U-T at WFHB.org. And thank you for listening.